right. All right. We're here. We are present. We're live. We're live in person. This is like the second live, no, probably third live show we've ever done. Yeah, I think I think the third. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. AJ is here visiting me, and we're doing this live from my apartment, from my tiny apartment. It's exciting. It is exciting. I like doing it in person. I wish I could do it more. I wish we could do it more. Yeah. It feels more natural for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And we got a new setup here that I'm excited to test out. Yeah, so if it's worse, then that's why. Yeah, it might sound weirder. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined in the flesh by AJ Suave. And we're going to talk about some games. In the Flesh is the opening track from Pink Floyd's The Wall. <laughs> Can I splice that in here? Yeah. Is that in the public domain yet? It's so old. I don't know. I don't, I don't know is. what the domain rules are, but I'm sure. I think it has to be 100 years, which uh, is Before a it becomes time. public? Yeah. Yeah, and I Pink Floyd probably has all their rights. They probably got algorithms Forever. on the computer that are searching all their unwanted yeah. uses of their songs. Yeah, probably. What if, um, what if I played it from my phone and held the microphone up to the phone and then like I think it would still pick it up. It would. Yeah. The algorithms are that good. They I can watch us that good. I think they're that good, yeah. Oh, that's a scary thought. <laughs> it is a scary thought. Everything is always <clears> listening. <throat> but yeah, so AJ's here because I don't know if we want to jump into fighting games, but for the re- the reason he's here is because of Evo. Evo weekend. Yeah, baby. And normally it is one weekend for the finals. Oh, well, everything, I guess, right? Yeah. Like, one. Normally, they get everything done in a single weekend. But because of COVID. And for the second year in a row, we're doing Evo Online again. Yeah. Which, which spread it out over two weekends and meant that they had regional finals for everything instead of one large finals. Yeah. So it's kind of lame. Yeah, it ended up being pretty lame, actually. I, I like that they're at least, we don't have to talk about it too much, but at least they're going to eventually do it all in person, yeah. or not do the final, like the winners of the regions in person, which should be cool. Yeah, there's like a final, final event. Yeah, November. final, final, yeah. There was qualifying for the online, and then there's now qualifying for the in-person event. You have to win to get the privilege to play in person. <laughs> yeah. But... It's that kind of year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're picking up something else. So, yeah, here we go. We're picking up my neighbor's air conditioning. Is that what that is? That's what that is, yeah. I heard it kick on in my headphones, but... Oh, well. It is what it is. Uh, You just got these super good mics. That's what happens. Super good mics, yeah. Super good mics. These expensive microphones just pick everything in the room up. Yeah. Yeah. What should... uh... What should we start with? Yeah. Um, well, we covered Evo. They made some cool announcements. All the, all your favorite old fighting games are still getting new content, which is kind of exciting. All your favorites. All your favorites. Um, we don't need to go into them. Just keep playing Street Fighter. (laughs) It pretty much covers everything. Yeah, this, if anything, AJ being here has rekindled Street Fighter V interest for the 50th time. So... But other than that, um, I don't really have anything. We can jump right into the games you've been playing. What have you been playing? 
Well, there's a new one that came out that was a surprise. Axiom Verge 2. Axiom Verge 2, that's fun. Which, uh, like, we knew it was coming, but... Yeah, it had been announced on one of the Nintendo, like, showcase things. Or somewhere, maybe E3 showcase. I don't yeah, know. like, it, it, it was known about, but then it, like, wasn't really any kind of hint of when it was coming at all. And all of a sudden, it was like, it's out today. Which is great, it's on everything, I think. But the It's Out Today announcement happened on a Nintendo Indie Showcase. Yeah, yeah. So I got it on Switch because I happened to be not home at the time and I couldn't wait to play it. Because <laughs> otherwise it would have been on, I think, the Epic Store for PC. So it's one of those one of those situations. One of those, huh? That mm-hmm. means I wouldn't be buying it on PC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a perfect Switch game. Yeah, I played the original on Switch, anyways. Yeah, so like I'd probably like, keep the the series at the same on the same home on the same device. Yeah, that's how I'd roll. But yeah, it's the second one. Uh, to the the first game we both liked. Yeah, quite a, a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought that game twice actually, and did a whole lot of stuff around that game. I love that game, and. I was really looking forward to a second one, but not really knowing what I wanted, wanted out of it. Yeah. yeah, so I would say I've only played probably like two hours or something. Yeah. Um, but it's very different right away. It's very different. It, it I don't have a gun. There's no gun, at least three hours or four hours into the game. So it's more melee based, which I don't even think there was a single melee thing in the first one at all. There probably was some like short range, short range gun, probably. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's melee. Um, It starts throwing abilities at you so fast uh, compared to like other Metroid games. Yeah. Like it's kind of overwhelming actually because it's like within the first two hours, I think I had like five abilities that are used, you know, for traversal and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I've barely seen any of the map. But I have all this stuff at my disposal. Um, and it's all really cool. Like, it it kind of breaks what I'm used to for typical progression in a Metroid game. Like, like, wa- like in Metroid, actually, water is usually a thing that you can't do anything with. For a little bit, you have to get the gravity suit or whatever. Yeah, freaking. In Axiom Verge Two, you are immediately underwater and doing stuff underwater and <laughs> like jumping around underwater, and it has no it has no impact on you at all. It's really strange. It doesn't change the gravity or anything. You jump a little higher, yeah, but like, but like literally within the first thirty minutes, that's you have. It's like, oh yeah, you can breathe underwater and yeah. etc. It's like okay, <laughs> uh. So there's that, and then like the map does something that's really cool uh, that I can't believe a Metroid game has never done that I've seen, where it actually gives you coordinates where you are. Uh, yeah. Like so, you open up the map and it's a grid-based thing, like classic stuff, but it tells you exact coordinates. So like, if you ever want to look something up eventually down the road. Or even in the game, the game gives you coordinates. Yeah, that'll work out good for this hidden energy tank is at yeah. X two th- two hundred yeah. and Y fifty or whatever. 
Yeah, because like looking up stuff in other Metroid games was always annoying because you have to open up the map like that somebody made custom. Yeah, and then like look back and forth between the thing, and it's like that's just such a nice little quality of life thing that um, I can't, I just can't believe nobody's done before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I wasn't, I, I actually didn't have a great first impression of it, honestly, but you get an ability later that I think kind of existed in the first one where it's, you, you like hack things kind of, and that is like way more in depth than this one. Yeah. And that immediately made me interested. Like it got, it started getting weird. Yeah. Like, and that's what the first one did really well. Yeah. The first game, the thing that maybe I'm confusing my Metroids, my Metroidvania games. But the thing that was cool about the first one, I always thought, was that when you got your power-ups, they were like combat power-ups. And I feel like this is true of Hollow Knight 2, which is the other like big Metroidvania game. Yeah. Like when you get your power-ups, they're like combat-enhancing power-ups. But then they also allow you to reach a new area of mm-hmm. the level. Mm-hmm. So it was good in like the same way that it expanded the gameplay it was art it was expanding like the area that you could go to at the same time yeah so like the progression of that game just felt so good because as soon as you had more stuff to play with you also had more stuff to do yeah and like i don't me personally going into a sequel to that game as long as it kept that up i don't care if i have a melee weapon or like it won't matter to me do you know what i'm saying yeah, the reason it's different with Axiom Verge specifically is like it's still probably the backbone of how, you know, this is one the one guy made the first game and this game Tom Hap, and I assume it's all the same code backbone. Yeah, yeah. So it plays the same, it feels the same. Yeah. And the reason that's weird in Melee is because you don't have any kind of at least as of now I don't have any dodge. I can't block. So you're just getting blasted? Yeah, so you kind of get hit a lot. Yeah. Um, Now, that said, another thing that changes in that game in terms of other Metroid games, usually, I think, even in Hollow Knight and the first Axiom Verge, when you died without getting to a save point, you would lose all of that like map clearance and progress and everything. Uh That doesn't happen in this one. If you die, everything you did happened. Which is kind of crazy. It's like makes yeah. it it makes it a little easier. So I've died quite a bit, yeah, because of the melee nature. Because um, it's hard to die. Like it's just hard to just jump over projectiles and yeah. stuff. I feel like one of the staples of like Metro games, at least like in the classic format, though, is like if you want to stay and fight the thing, like <laughs> you can, but it doesn't matter all yeah. the time. Oh, like Hollow oh, yeah, Knight, yeah. they dropped money, so I guess mm-hmm. you were incentivized to fight in Hollow Knight. But right, right. Like with Axiom Verge and regular Metroid, you didn't need to. You don't need to fight anything, and like really, they only drop health, so you're kind of only mm-hmm. you're only fighting a thing to gain more health, which you would lose fighting in anyway. So like, is yeah, that, is that what you're experiencing with Axiom Verge too? Do you think it's similar, or is like you definitely can avoid things and like should, but they are a little the way they the way they operate is a little different than the first game too because um the setting of this game is like totally different it's a different world uh so far it has mentioned 
almost nothing about the first game. Though I think it is a true sequel. I think it takes place yeah, after sure the events of the first one. Um, the first one had all kind of sweet lore, like yeah, you could dig into. So I'm sure they'll get around to that. Yeah. Um, but for this universe, most of the enemies are like uh, drones. So like they're you know they're every they're like protecting the area. It's not something you can just jump. Yeah. Behind or whatever. Like there's a bunch that you can avoid that way, but the they they like chase you. And they chase you between screens. Okay. It's it's not just in in certain parts. Like some screens you can move and they won't chase you. It's but, not just run the gauntlet and once you get to the door you're good. Yeah, like it almost feels like it's supposed to be kind of stealthy yeah. in a few spots, like because they actually have some enemies have like vision cones. Yeah. That when they see you or they only get a little glimpse of you. They're like a question mark pops up and they like come towards you. And so that's why the whole hacking thing I think is like much more important because you can just like take over them or turn them against the other you, ones. And you stuff might just and, turn into like, you might just be early game and you turn into a huge walking fortress by the end of the game. Oh, I'm too. sure. I'm sure. I mean, whereas these enemies that are right now are messing you up, you'll be like able to. Yeah. I mean, lore wise so far already, like, I'm pretty sure that's where it's heading. Yeah, is like you are yeah. going to be just like this totally ridiculous you power. As a normal scientist who wakes up on a on a bed and yeah, actually, so like this isn't a spoiler. It's like the very beginning of the game. Your character is like kind of an interesting character. You're the CEO of like a massive technology company. Yeah, like like the leader in everything. You're basically like Elon Musk. You're and and for some reason you end up in an alternate dimension like in the first game and it's going from there but like the the game narratively builds up your character to be like kind of an asshole yeah <laughs> and, and now like, he's gonna learn his lessons through through uh and th- and then like it's a woman and then like the the lore that you pick up along the way like we'll talk about her and it'll be like oh you know she's not in favor of like this and she's liquidating businesses and destroying jobs and doing all of and she's only worried about profit and it's it's really funny playing as that character and like oh everybody hates this person <laughs> there's definitely some meta commentary going on oh, there. oh totally i'm sure yeah um yeah yeah but so action verge two thumbs up thumbs down on your on your first step into the game well i'm definitely i want to play more for sure like i'm excited to play more of it i haven't way, i haven't been is because there any you're way here. it can be as good as the first one was for you i don't know um because like the lore of the first one and the universe and everything was really cool but at the same time that game was pretty basic like it's a metro game yeah but i mean even like how do i explain it like visually it was like here's some really cool stuff like every so often but otherwise it's pretty drab yeah so like this game is a lot more visually interesting um the bosses have been different there hasn't even been a real boss yet yeah. actually the way that they handle those is neat too um so i think it could be better like it yeah. could be a better game cuz like i it, i think it's doing a better job of like building the world too yeah. where in the first one, you're kind of just wandering without knowing anything because yeah. that's what your char- your character doesn't know anything. Because it's a Metro game, but <laughs> right, but this one has NPCs that you talk to yeah. and they like explain like they and they talk about the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
so I'm definitely like hooked there right away where where in the first one I was hooked by not knowing anything yeah i think the appeal of the first game is literally that it is metroid like and that yeah and it's it's a it's a true like metroid game it's not a castlevania game there's no progression or anything this this one has progression the way you wake up in unexplored area and have to move forward in this alien world where there's all these dead things and like it specifically is evoking yeah super metroid like that's the purpose of the game yeah totally so I can see why you wouldn't do that again, like as a sequel. Yeah, he, he. I don't think he could do that. It it would have been it would have been a really boring follow up, like especially post Hollow Knight. Yeah. Like everybody likes Hollow Knight a lot, and for good reason. So it would it would pale in comparison to that. Now yeah, I just don't think you get the same lovely reception that you got around. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure there's people that probably would want that out of a sequel that just want that nostalgic feeling again. It yeah. Just, I can understand, like, diminishing returns is all that you would. Yeah. So, I don't know. It sounds like you were, like, with your reaction to not having a gun and stuff, it sounds like that's what you were expecting a little bit. And now I that was, it's yeah. subverting that, you're just having an adjustment period to mm-hmm. how that is going to be. So, I'm sure many gamers would have that same experience. Yeah, I, I personally don't know what I would want out of it either, and I haven't like examined myself for that. So yeah, I don't know. I've heard I've heard a lot of the same sentiments in other podcasts. Like people were like, "Oh, you don't have a gun." Yeah, <laughs> like that. That was like kind of shocking. Yeah, you know, like everybody expected that. So it's it's fun that he didn't do that. And um, he's a weird dude. Like for I could see him trying to go specific directions that would challenge people. Yeah. Um, uh, last thing I just thought about really liked the soundtrack of that first game. Yeah. Um, and he did the music too. This one, I haven't really heard a track that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, again, I haven't seen that much of the game. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah, like they're actually, oh yeah. So this was the point about that. So, um, the first one, I think one of the reasons I liked it so much was because it was so like dark and mysterious and mysterious and like the music fit that really well because the music was really atmospheric for the most part yeah and had this really like brooding atmosphere yeah to it like it was like oh this is like creepy like dead alternate world and what are these giant robots and what am i doing here and stuff Mm -hmm. and like this one is almost silly yeah like (laughs) the music is like whimsical kind of and like (laughs) makes the whole thing feel a little goofy which is really different Um, maybe he wants his kid to play that's why he's uh making it like that i mean yeah like this one is nowhere near as dark in any way because you're not killing you're killing robots yeah so like you're not killing life or anything just a fun little side note to go along with this there is an Axiom Verge documentary that came out about the making of the first Axiom Verge game it's good that I would recommend people who are interested in playing this or have played it to looking up online. I'm sure you can find it online somewhere. It's probably on YouTube at this point, yeah. But uh, I know Tom Happ is the guy who made the game, and he was going through an interesting time personally in his life yeah. during the creation of that game. And I think it ended up coming out in the game, like different Pro- things. Probably, yeah. So with him being at a different point in his life now, it's yeah. interesting to see like what would come out of Axiom Verge 2. It's it's brighter, it's more colorful, it's yeah. more there's more 
literally more life everywhere. Yeah, like, so I'm not saying plants. That, that played into the role of what, why the game's different, but I'm sure, like, I can imagine that that would be yeah. the case. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, cool. I, I haven't started anything new on the Switch in a while. Maybe that'll be... Maybe that'll be my next game. I don't know. I seem to be the only one that cares about playing that game of literally everybody I know. Really? Yeah. I care about playing it. I just haven't been jumping on things as they release lately. So, I haven't had that experience in a while. Like of wanting to play, of a wanting to play game. something immediately. Like Mass Effect, I wanted to play immediately. So that's also it was kind of nice. It was like, oh shit, I'm buying this now. Yeah. Like this is out and I'm playing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I don't really. I haven't really been playing anything new. I've been grinding on Guilty Gear. Yeah. Um. Still enjoying that game quite a bit. Don't really have anything new to say about it. Uh. They got a new character that was just announced, so that's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying that game a lot. It's like it's like restored my hunger for playing other fighting games a little bit. Like yeah. I've been jumping into Street Fighter a little, and I've been turning on some of the older games that i have on my uh my own steam account like you play a little bit of power rangers this weekend yeah so it's technically is it power rangers battle for the grid is the name that's correct okay yeah there is a power rangers fighting game (laughs) that uh is made pretty budget yeah it's Um, it's definitely a budget game yeah yeah it's just uh they took they took like from across the entire franchise of of battle or of power rangers they took specific characters and then made fighting game characters out of them which actually i think is pretty cool like they get a wide range of different power rangers seasons yeah so you get like there's the, a ton i don't recognize yeah you get like the turbo ranger guys and the v-force power rangers and the regular versions of the power rangers and then the like dinosaur ones or yeah, something and then you get like goldar who is a bad guy and lord zed who is a bad guy the and, best like, yeah, so they kind of take all of them and they put them into like a Marvel vs. Capcom uh, tag fighting game system, mm-hmm. and that uh, game's just fun to like kind of lap combos in, and like that's kind of all that I've really done with it. I'm not good enough to go actually play it yet. Yeah, and we only played against each other a handful of times, not not knowing how it worked at all. Yeah, but it's just been. Uh, I don't know. Back to Guilty Gear, restoring my interest in fighting games. I've been kind of doing that a lot with different games, just poking around and seeing, seeing what I like in them. So mm-hmm. that's been fun. Um, I also like in since I've been playing so many fighting games, it's made me like not want to jump into anything like real big. Yeah. So I've started Loop Hero. Oh yeah. Which is run based. Yeah. And doesn't really require a ton of my energy yeah energy and or commitment yeah, to like right. playing a big game and finishing it and yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah so i probably have five or six hours in loop hero and i think that's a very pleasant game to play yeah um you guys probably spent a lot of time talking about it already or on earlier episodes uh i think i only brought it up once, once on ours right yeah i can remember our group text like talking we talked about, about it a lot, it a lot everybody our... was playing it yeah so uh I don't really have anything new to, to bring to the table about that game that you probably haven't already said. Um, other than I think it's good. I would put my two cents behind anyone interested in playing it. 
Um, it's got a nice mix of like RPG and card placement. It's got a mix of a ton of stuff. Uh, card placement. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm pretty interested. I just unlocked like the third class. The Necromancer. I have three classes. I have Necromancer. I have Rogue. I have the normal <laughs> warrior class that you start with. Um, I think Necromancer is like the only one worth playing. Really? Yeah. Josh said he liked the Rogue class. I don't know why. So but in my time... I've liked the rogue class more than I like the regular warrior class. Oh, the, don't ever use the warrior. Yeah. So I can I have been pretty consistently making it to the second boss yeah. now. And um there's been a couple runs where I'm like, should I try to beat the boss or should I leave and go hoard my yeah. resources? And and I like that question like I do too. constantly in the game. Yeah. And I just like when I was facing the first boss, I was really good about just banking, 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 banking until yeah. I finally had a run that was like, there's no question I was going to win. Right. I haven't done that on the second boss. So there's been a couple of times where I've got close to beating it, but haven't beat him. Yeah. And I've lost a ton of stuff. So I just need to like yeah. commit to getting resources a little bit. Yeah. There's so I think the last time, I think I only talked about it when I had also just started playing it. And so now that I'm like beyond having spent a lot of time with that game, actually. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing it because of that grind. Yeah. Like, you definitely have to grind out resources and stuff mm-hmm. to build up your, like, town and whatever and get different cards and get a better understanding of the classes and how to use them and yeah. stuff and, um, and building out your deck and, like, tweaking your deck and all that. So, like, it got to a point where... I still really like that game, and I keep telling myself I'm going to revisit it. Um, but I only... I never even... I'm trying to think. I don't think I beat the third boss. Really? Yeah, like, I, I I did so much grinding. I think there's four bosses. Yeah, so I only did, like, half the game. Yeah. Yeah, so I did so much grinding that, like, once I got to a point where it felt like I could just play it, I didn't want to play it anymore. Yeah. So... And that was a long time. Like, that was a significant amount of time. Yeah, I think I, would I put say, at least, like, 30-some hours in that game. I would say you got your money's worth out of it, just even oh, totally. if you don't finish it. But Yeah, totally. It's yeah. it's a good game, for sure. I kind of, like, it's been my morning game a lot. Like, yeah. if I get up before I need to be ready for work, it's easy to just go in there and, like, it's quiet. Yeah. Like, I don't have to turn the volume up or anything. Like, I can play it in the dark mm-hmm. and then... I'll do like one run and then shut it off. Do you like the music? Eh, it's all right. Oh man, there's, not, there's a couple tracks in that game that I think are just so cool. I don't think it's like good or bad. It's like it's so like low bit that mm. it's fine. I guess it's not anything that I would like want to listen to outside of the oh, game. Okay, I've listened to a few songs multiple times out yeah. of it because I just really like like the beat of some of them. Yeah. That's another game that has a soundtrack that is like darker sounding. Yeah. And like heavy synth sounding and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not something like I would put as a thing that sells the game for me, but it's definitely not something that is making me not like it either. Yeah. Like I'd say it's good. So Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, Loop Hero is good and uh everyone should play it and it's cheap. Josh said it it's probably going to be his game of the year. He put wow. He put an he did play it a lot. An absurd amount of time yeah. into that game. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, there's a really good no clip documentary about the making of that game too. So I'd recommend watching that. 
if you play the game. Otherwise, it doesn't really mean anything. It's a, it's a funny story about how that game came together. It, well, it it wasn't. They didn't think it was going to be anything. Like they they it was a game jam game, and they were just like, "Well, there's interest in this. We might as well make it a full game." Yeah. And then and then it when it came out, it like made such a splash that it sold so extremely well. And they did not expect that at all. Yeah. Like they, they weren't ready for that. They didn't plan for it. Like it wasn't, which is neat, you know. Like good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a surprise hit that like the gaming collective consciousness yeah. was like, yeah, this game is awesome. So yeah, the only, the only other thing that I've really been playing at all has been Risk of Rain Two with Josh. Yeah. And uh, I still think that game's really good. Yeah, I haven't played it like hardly at all. <laughs> He's got a he unlocked a thing now where you can control like which items you get instead of the drops being random. Right. So mm-hmm. you can kind of like spec your character how you want. And that's absurdly fun to play with. So Yeah, I got to do that with you guys like for two runs or whatever. And I'd never want to play the game any other way. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I I like the game Without having that spec option, like it's kind of fun to just to figure out what everything does. Yeah. Um, just yeah. With, with the random drops, I I think the way that game kind of unspools itself with the way you get new characters, mm-hmm. and like each time you perform a feat, like defeat the first boss five times, that'll unlock a new item, mm-hmm. which then goes into your pool, and so kind of kind of like opens up slowly. Yeah. And like it gives you reason to keep playing. And that's sick. Mm-hmm. And there's more content coming for that, I think, this fall. Yeah, there's like an expansion, like a yeah, paid, paid expansion. D- paid DLC, so th- that's exciting, and my time with that game is nowhere near being done, so that's that's cool. Yeah, I'd play it more. Uh, you just missed ske- a lot of the group. Schedule just hasn't lined up, yeah. yeah the group gaming sessions we've been having. So. Yeah. I that's not something I'd ever play by myself. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and but but I played a lot of the first one by myself. Yeah. So I think that's probably why I'm not like terribly interested in it. Yeah. Even it's just though it good. is good. It's it's different it's different enough and it is good. Yeah, it's just good co op stuff. Yeah. Like it's a good Yeah. I don't know, with the wave based thing. Like when when we jumped into Back for Blood the other day, which I can talk about too, actually, since I was I, gonna, I was gonna time. ask. That's the what we should go into next. Um like the whole time I was playing Back for Blood, I'm like, this is fine. Shooting zombies is fun, but like the other game, it's a, very much the same experience. You're shooting wave yeah. based waves of enemies, and like I would just rather play that. Right. I I just don't know what Back for Blood's existence means now for games. Yeah. Like it's it is it just seems, in my opinion, like too late. It's it's been so long since Left 4 Dead, and Left 4 Dead was Left 4 Dead was a big deal 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, like I missed the boat on that. I never played it, so I oh really? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I know what it is, and I knew it was popular. I just didn't have a group of friends that w- wanted to play that, and it wasn't a game that I was gonna. Well, guess what? Now you have played Left 4 Dead. Yeah. 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 So like, I was excited for Back 4 Blood when. I thought some of the trailers for that game looked really neat. I thought to myself, like, I usually am... I'm usually the very loud, 
one in the room when it comes to zombie horde games. I'm like, nah, it's not. Yeah, that's a, who who gives a shit about zombies anymore? Yeah, so, but like I was, they're not zombies though. They're ridden. Yeah. So, anyways, like when this game's trailer started coming, I was like, okay, I haven't played one of these seriously with friends ever. Like I could get yeah. into one. Like this will be the one. Yeah. And um, just out of curiosity, Josh wanted to try the bait, and I was like, okay, I'll mm-hmm. download it. Mm-hmm. I was going to buy it day one anyways. and Really? Yeah. You, it's on Game Pass. You don't even need to buy well, it. Well, yeah, so I would have it. I'm, I'm contemplating getting rid of Game Pass, actually. Uh-oh. Haven't been using it. Well, I always just want to buy the games that I'm playing on Game Pass not, anyway, yeah. so I might as well, like, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been... I haven't been like using it where it's like, oh, I'm gonna check this out, check that out, check right. this out, check that out. Like I just haven't been playing that many games. Yeah. So, I mean, I still think like the thing that the reason I haven't canceled it yet because if I play two games on there in a year, in my head, it's already paying for itself. So. I guess that's true. Like. Yeah. I just I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, that's true. Different conversation, but uh. So we queued it up and we started shooting. And immediately I was like, man, these guns are, like, not cool. They don't feel good. Yeah. Like, feel-wise, they're fine. Like, everything I point at and shoot dies. It doesn't feel bad to control. Yeah. But, like, the weight of the gunfire, like, compared to modern, like, Call of Duty or... Yeah. Like, where the guns are punchy and loud and they feel heavy and they have kickback and all that stuff... None of that. Yeah. They, it was just like you squeeze a trigger and it's like... Yeah, that's not... Because it, it was on the Source engine and originally yeah. the Left 4 Dead. And like I would say the Source engine's guns in Half-Life and Counter-Strike and yeah. everything. They personally, they never felt like anything either. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just how that thing works. And I don't know what this, what Back 4 Blood is built on. I think it's a different dev. I think they're trying to. It's it's the it's Turtle Rock. They're they were the ones that made Left 4 Dead. Okay. They just did it using the Source engine. Okay. With Valve. So. I saw something about the team that's behind this new one is a different team than made the first one. I don't I think don't so. I'd, I'd, I'd that would be news to me. Maybe none of the people are there anymore. Yeah. It's just the same developer, like whatever. But I that's I'm not surprised that's how you feel about it yeah so i mean that's, that's what not, they that's what they felt like back then too <laughs> that's not like a deal breaker yeah but like i kept saying like is there something wrong with like those the guns or something and josh kept going nope that's left for dead that's left for dead it is yeah and it's like it's, well that's not an excuse for it to be the way that it is like they should yeah. still feel good it's just like the focus is not on that the focus is on mowing down the zombies that's that's so, all it is that's fine yeah i don't know I just thought it was weird. Like, the zombies ran at us and we shot them, and <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't feel great. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, a zombie would show up that had a life bar, and or an or an ability or something. We would melt it, and mm-hmm. there seems to be like some kind of card system. Yeah. Where you're getting multipliers, or you get a like a regen or a revive or something, and then you're like. Switching those cards out in between your your scenarios and like there's like a whole deck building thing. Yeah. That I could see probably being interesting. 
Mm-hmm. I could see, um, like, there's some kind of story that's going on. Like, you pick your character. They have specific recorded lines. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of, like, fighting from one safe house to the other safe house. And the mode that we played, there were several game modes, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could still see the game being, like, worth it. Like, I, I would, I'm curious now to wait till it comes out. And yeah. see what kind of reception it gets. Because I would, if um, they have if they have a decent like selection of things to do. Yeah. And some of the characters end up being good. They're like I don't know if we were playing like the beta we played we hit story mode. I don't know if there were like there was no cutscenes that it wasn't showing us because we were in the beta or if it was starting us at game one or um, like there was an act act one that we were playing through. And the scenarios we were doing were in Act 1. So I could also see there being no exposition whatsoever, and the scenarios are just there as an excuse for you to get to A to B while you're shooting zombies. Which is probably what it is. Because yeah, yeah. that's what that's what Left 4 Dead was. There was no, yeah. virtually nothing. No exposition at all. Yeah, um, so, I, like, I don't know. I've I've read articles on that's what Left 4 Dead was, but somehow they managed to characterize the people that you... They, yeah, maybe. ...pretty well. Yeah. And, like, this game is doing the card approach, which means that, like, maybe you get different decks with different characters, and, like, that's the appeal of choosing... Yeah, you could build them out differently or something. So yeah. I could I could see this game having some, some kind of... I don't know. Yeah, like... But as far as, like, the way it looked... It didn't, it didn't, like, graphically, it wasn't amazing. Yeah. And, like, from a gameplay impression, like, there was nothing, absolutely nothing there that made me say, oh, I need to check this out when it comes out. Do you know what I mean? It's more like just the promise of having a nice multiplayer game that was received well by by fans and or the games media yeah that would be the selling thing on me that, that's me. why i said like at the very beginning like i don't understand where this game fits in modern games yeah like it's it's so like the card thing is an attempt to modernize it i feel like a little the, bit i feel like the buzz is pretty high for it still though Be, Even, well because people fucking love left for dead and i don't personally i don't understand that yeah I, I liked it when it came out. I played a lot of it, the first one. Never played Left 4 Dead 2 because yeah. I had got plenty of that experience from the first game. Yeah. So Plus every game now has some kind of horde mode. That's what I mean. Yeah, like that was like it was like a novel thing back then. Yeah. Now it's not. There's a million co op shooter games. Like yeah. and they all do it better than this. Like Risk of Rain. Two is a better co-op shooter experience. Yeah, that's where I landed when we were playing. I was like, man, I'd just rather play more Risk than yeah. like, mess with this because it's yeah, like the, it's not. It doesn't have anything. The card thing is a, I think, feeble attempt to modernize it and make it appealing and make it yeah. replayable. And in the context of what that is, building a deck of abilities in a realistic quote setting is very silly to me. Like, I I just think that's silly and doesn't fit within the game at all. It's totally just a, this is what, this is our idea to make this game more modern and give replayability. Like, that's the only reason we're doing this is because if it didn't have that, and some sort of progression, because every game needs progression now. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody will play it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, it could just be their attempt to, you know, get on the multiplayer, sell 
costumes in a live game setting. Yeah. Oh, are, are there costumes? Can you change? Is that a thing? I don't know. I didn't look around. You'd think too it much. would we be. Just, I, I played an hour and a half, and the entire time we spent was playing. I wasn't digging and looking in stuff. stuff. Yeah. So I'm sure that that. Yeah, there it would be. It is. would be insane if it didn't have anything yeah. like that. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I, I was down on that game immediately as soon as it was announced. I was like, yeah. "Who gives a shit about this?" I yeah. like, but apparently a lot of people want that still. Um, but but again, like here's another example: like Dying Light. People fucking love Dying Light. Yeah. What does this do better than Dying Light? I don't know that it does anything better because that game has crazy gameplay, crazy progression. It's a loot based thing. Yeah. It has. It has this night and day cycle that's interesting. It's a persistent world. Dying Light 2 is apparently going to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I think uh, Turtle Rock made, uh, do you remember Evolve? Yeah. It, which was a huge failure. Like, yeah. that that was, like, a really interesting idea that I think they came, it came out at the wrong time. Yeah. Like, if it came out today, it probably would have done a lot better. Yeah, I just think they're like but they just. Saying, I think they just keep swinging and missing. I don't know where there is a market for this place. That's what the comment that you made. Like, who wants to play this game? That's the the weird thing that I think there is probably a market for this. I like, think it's specifically is. people yearning for Left 4 Dead that yeah. have played Left 4 Dead two to death because that game is like ten years old. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just the co-op. so it, it might be just a very specific audience that yeah. they're appealing to. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe it'll sell really well. I don't know. Uh, I just, it's just. Baffling to you. It's not, baffling not your to cup me. of tea. Yeah. Well, it's not even not that it's not my cup of tea. Like, I'm, I, I'll play something where you just mindlessly shoot things, but yeah. there's just better ones to do that in. Yeah. You know? So, like, even, even Call of Duty's zombies yeah. is more interesting than this. Yeah. Because, like, you're building defenses and shit. Where Back for Blood is, like, just work your way through a thing and escape. Yeah, I don't know. There, There's, like... It seems like they took some of the stuff from Call of Duty for Back for Blood. Like, there's, like, barbed wire you can put up over windows and different oh, things. Oh, there is. Yeah. So you can, like, hole up in, like, places. Okay, yeah. that's good. And there's certain sections of the game where it's like, okay, there's gonna we're going to hole up here, and there's yeah. going to be hordes that come right. at you in here. You're not always just running on a path. That's good. That's that's good. That's forward thinking, at least. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, I didn't know that, because technically I didn't even say I didn't play this. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, I mean, I think they have some variations in what's going on there. It just depends on, it all just depends on like what the how much content they have really for yeah. the game. Like I, I would say that Left for Dead was very thin on content. Yeah, like the there were there were five campaigns, which are essentially just different maps. Yeah, but the thing that was fun about that game thematically was that you're playing through a horror movie. Like that's what they were. That's what they were billed as. It was yeah. This one we got to escape from the hospital, and it was called like No Mercy or something. Yeah. And and like that was it. It like set a theme for the level, and it was like you were playing through a B tier horror movie. Yeah. And I don't know if they're doing that in Back for Blood. Like I don't know if they like. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. Build them to that the, way or anything. Exposition enough. To like give you that. Well, that they didn't even need to do that. Like it was like here's a po- it was like a movie poster when you picked a level, uh. and that was it. And like that like basic little thing was really fun. It was like a fresh idea on how to spin that without doing a story. Yeah. And I don't know like 
I kind of figured they would do the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. The game loaded right loaded you right into like a field hospital thing. Oh, it, okay. And like I had joined Josh's game. He was the the leader, and then like he just ran to one area of that little field hospital hub world, and yeah. it started. So I don't know okay. like what what we would see. Yeah, or, what the context yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we just were already shooting zombies. <laughs> you just dropped in and started yeah. shooting. And actually, I do want to say that like the we loaded Justin in halfway through that first level. Like the multiplayer aspect of it was. Cr- yeah, very good. Yeah, drop like in, what, drop out. Was what a I thing. would have wanted for sure from that. It it needs to have that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm not. The jury's not sold. Like one way or the other on yeah. that game. I just like for some reason had really high expectations in my head, and those expectations were immediately brought <laughs> realistically back down to earth as yeah. soon as I played that game for five minutes. It's like whoa. It is. It is going to be on Game Pass, both PC and console. So. Yeah, I like I will check it out if people want to play it that way. Yeah, um, it comes out in October, and I'll be in the middle of an outage when that happens, so I won't oh. be playing it at the beginning of its life, anyways. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and I think I can't remember. Once we get towards the end of the year, I thought there was something else. Like that's going to be running up Melty against Blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Duh. That how how is it gonna compete against Melty Blood? Melty Blood type luminous. Yeah. <laughs> Some I don't even know if that's the right title. That's another fighting game, by the way. It comes out September thirtieth. And uh it features some anime protagonists that are very plain looking. Yeah, that game looks like nothing uh, visually, but that's okay. We played a little bit of the old one and it's interesting, so um just a little in joke, I guess. To yeah, like to people. I, I really like because those are such niche fighting games are niche. Then there's anime fighting games, and what? then there's Melty Blood, <laughs> like what the most niche of the niche yeah, genre. I guess. Um, I would say anime fighting games is a niche thing. But I feel like when you play anime fighting games, you play all the anime fighting games, and, so. and they and they're more they're more public facing now. I think specifically because of, of Dragon Gear. Ball. No, yeah, Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, 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 like so, like Dragon Ball and then Guilty Gear. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where like what the fuck is Melty Blood? I was well, I was laughing about even the name Guilty Gear. Like, oh, it's so weird. You know, I was like talking so to somebody weird. at work about that game. I was like, "I'm playing Guilty Gear." They're like, you're playing what? I'm what? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a good game. <laughs> yeah, like what does that even mean? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't explain it to you even Guilty after watching Gear. the story. <laughs> it's terrible. The story's good. I, everyone should watch the story. Yeah, I need. I need to do that. I, didn't, I Guilty I didn't Gear's lore. I don't know if we had an episode where I. I'm sure we talked about it when we were... Guilty Gear's lore is awesome. It makes me like the characters so much more. Yeah. I've spent like hours on YouTube like <laughs> getting the history behind everyone. It makes me appreciate the game so much more. That game's world is as rich as Mortal Kombat, and it's fun. Yeah, it is. It, and I love I love that it's an anime. Yeah. Like, it would be cool if it was a mode that you played through, but it's really cool that it's an anime. Yeah, yeah it's sweet. Yeah. But I don't have uh, the only other game I played is Halo Reach, oh, which is random. I played. Did through, you finish uh, it? I wanted to like. I want to get through the Halo games before the new one comes out. Yeah, you got that. That's this year. Yeah, yeah. And they, I can put those games on easy and crank through them in like three sittings. Yeah, like very easily. Yeah, and like I can, I can talk people into playing them with me pretty easily too. So, I actually never played Reach though. Yeah, Reach was great. It was my first time playing through it, and I just randomly was like one night wanted to play something and didn't want to start something big. So I was like, "Here, this is good." And yeah, 
that campaign was sick. Yeah, it was. It holds up so well. I played on Master Chief Collection on PC. Yeah. Um, so I could jump, pump up the textures and like the lighting and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just that game holds up absolutely. I was blown away at the music, at the scale of like the battle settings. Yeah. And how cool the story is. And dude, it was so cool when that game came out because like I was so into Halo. Yeah. And I had read the books. A couple just of the just books. Recently? Yeah. Well, well, not not necessarily recently, but I read like the first three books. In, I read them in high school. And the first book is that game. Reach, yeah. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh my god, they're making they're making a the game, game out of the book. Like that is so cool. Like and it kind of like, it kind of has this whole Rogue One thing where like the the guys yeah. in the game are doomed. So like, there's yeah. a, there's a prolonged death scene for every like yeah. Spartan in your whole entire group yeah and that was another thing it was was really cool was like the the trilogy was like oh there's only master chief he's the only surviving spartan and then it's like oh here's reach and this is where all the spartans were and like yeah it that it was so awesome yeah and like that um that's by far after halo 2 the most multiplayer halo i ever played yeah reach's multiplayer was awesome um, that was when we were in college, me, Josh, and Alex, and we lived together. So that's what we did all the time yeah. was play that game. Um, when you so if you would go back and play Master Chief Collection, do you play like any Halo or do you, which which like body of games do you play? I like circling through all of them. So like, you play the, like the randomized. Yeah, there there was a little period. I think we talked about it. Actually, Alex and I talked about it. He's he's the reason I bought the Master Chief Collection on PC. Yeah. Um, when he was on the guest episode uh because they had cross they have crossplay now yeah and so there's a whole crew of people that we that i played halo with that still play halo (laughs) and uh so now that i could crossplay again like that there was like a little resurgence there where we were playing halo like a couple times a week for a month or something and um i like the, the the dream of the master chief collection was finally realized on that yeah because two years after Mass Chief was released, well, no, uh, how many years? Six, seven years? Is six that how years? Old it is? Yeah, I Master Chief was. Collection came out six years ago, I think, and it took this long for you to get crossplay for and it everybody to finally to have it and, and for it, you to be able to queue a map and on. for it to work yeah. and for it to actually cycle through things. They added Reach into it because Reach was it, not in but it. But it's better the dream was realized than not, right? That's true. Better late than never, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I like circling through all the random stuff. Like Halo, yeah. playing Halo One is pretty rough. Yeah, uh, like that—that's a rough game now, especially yeah. with how broken the pistol is. Yeah, and how it just how it plays compared to all the other ones. Yeah, but yeah, like I like all of them except three. Three sucks. Uh, multiplayer wise, you mean? Yeah, three's multiplayer sucks. Um. But yeah, like four is still good. We yeah. played a lot. I played a lot of four too, and four's in there now. Well, I think it always was. But yeah, just going like seeing the history and bouncing back and forth between how the games all work differently, yeah, just at neat. the drop of a hat is, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm that, ex- I'm excited for Halo Infinite. That's probably my, yeah. I hope it's cool. That's my number one. Like that's the game I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, in the future. Like it's yeah. the only thing that's really on my calendar that I would look at and be like, "This is the game that I yeah 
know I want to play on day one. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped that it requires no investment at all. Yeah. It's free to play. Like that's a really that's really smart now after yeah. seeing what happened with Warzone at the level of like a shooter like Call of Duty. Yeah. So I think this is Halo's last chance. Yeah, if they I, don't I get think this, this is right, Halo's last chance. The series is going to be dead. And like honestly, what they've put out so far with like the multiplayer beta, all that stuff. Everybody looks, sounded really positive. Yeah, it looks good. It yeah. looks like a modern what I would want out of a modern Halo. And I think that that bar is set so impossibly high that is, for them yeah. to meet that is like going to be impressive. However, the do. bar the bar is pretty low for me because Halo Five sucked. Yeah. Halo 5 sucked. Like some some of the gameplay was good, the multiplayer some of the multiplayer was good, but overall my opinion of that game is extremely low. I don't need I don't need it to be something that I want to put 700 hours in. I just want I I think I'm ready for that next multiplayer game that we play all the time. Yeah. Cuz like that just hasn't nothing has really like stuck. No, nothing has, but see I like I guess I'm different maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. need that game. That I want whatever that. it is in my life. Yeah. Like I, I want that. I, I like, like having bouncing something back on a, and forth, like between different. I don't know. Oh, me too. But like that staple, like when we were playing Overwatch a lot, like yeah, it was hey, Warzone, let's play Overwatch. Then it went to Overwatch. Let's play Warzone. Everything. Yeah, like that. Th- I love having a game like that. Yeah. So, um, maybe they'll add Mass Effect multi three, Mass Effect three's multiplayer still. Uh, I'm game, crossing my fingers. That could that. be Guilty Gear. That game. Well, we're playing that a lot. Yeah, yeah. But that's you know that's a one-on-one thing. No, I know like, what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's that clears the clears the book for me. What do you got? Have you played anything else? That's. Uh... Yeah, I got one more thing that we can finally legitimately talk about. The uh, magic, which is magic. Um, I've. I don't even know if I ever mentioned it on an episode because it you couldn't really play it. I probably did at one point. We talked about Magic Arena, I think, for on PC. Yeah, Magic Arena is Magic the Gathering's like finally good v- digital version of Magic. Yeah, as far as I know, like I I didn't play the card game until Arena existed. Yeah, but there were previous attempts at this that I think just weren't great. Yeah, it didn't co- then follow through again yeah so like now they have arena which was in beta which i I think it might technically still be like not an official release i could be wrong yeah but it was in beta for like four years or something okay and so you couldn't really play you could only play it on pc not even mac it didn't have a mac version and it was like it was like feature complete yeah, though. like it, like when I started playing it, it, it had it, everything. It had everything. Now it's yeah. on phones, and now it's on phones. Now it's on Mac. Uh, it's probably on Mac. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that it's on phones is the important thing, and the reason I wanted to bring it up is is like they they definitely build it around how Hearthstone works, and Hearthstone being on phones was a big deal. Key Hearth- to success for that game. Hearthstone is huge 
because of it getting to phones, like as quick as it did. Do you too. think Magic Arena has seen growth since it's gone to it phones? Ha- it has to. Have. Yeah. It, ha- it Yeah. It you has. You don't have to. any metrics behind that, but you're just saying. That. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea because I don't ever hear about it. Yeah. You know, the only reason I know well, about that's it why is why I'm asking because you're playing it. Yeah. No, yeah. I I never hear about it. Like yeah. I don't know. Um, the only reason I'm playing it is because I pl- I like Magic in real life too. Yeah. And have been playing that for a few years now, and um. Yeah, so like it just gets fed to me somehow. You know, the phones are listening to me and feeding me yeah. ads and stuff, probably. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it is now on phones and it's not on every phone. It's been like this slow rollout because of like different versions of Androids and iPhones and whatever. So, yeah. like, I don't know if you, anybody listening to this, can necessarily immediately get it, but there's a good chance you could get it. Like, if you have. If you have a recent phone within the last probably two years, it's probably available to you now. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It works really well on the phone. Like, yeah. it, there's a lot of information to Magic. It's a really overwhelming game. And there's a lot of text to read and whatever. And I think the app does an exceptionally good job. I familiarize you with it. At, at just making everything legible. Like... When you play Magic in real life, you spend a ton of time just, like, reading the cards. But because it's digital, it auto it automatically handles a lot of the really weird timing and mechanics yeah. of, of Magic. Like, there, like, Magic is a really complicated game. And there's just so much happening because it's been around for so long. And that version of the game just does a great job of, like making it easy to play and automating like, all those stack all the yeah st- the stack and all the yeah like the, st- and all the-, the stack is so, like some of the stuff that happens in that game like i would have no idea how to make it happen in yeah. real life like it, if we were playing on a table because it's like our t- everything we would do would be wrong yeah like it's it's really hard to <laughs> keep track of some of that stuff but um i'm loving it i've spent no money on it it's free to play obviously uh i think why it's good uh, I haven't played Hearthstone in forever, so Hearthstone might do this too. But Magic aggressively rotates cards. Yeah, like their their standard format rotates. Yeah, With, every six months. Yep, and I th- it's I would think it's more than that. Even six months. It's every six. I months. I feel like I see new sets of cards coming out every three months. There's new sets all the time. Yeah, but and that's what they're putting into rotation. Though, in ter- right? in terms of what Rotating rotates old ca- cards out. Yeah, over yeah. over the course of. I might be wrong, but yeah. over the course of six months, they will rotate out sets, and then every year, there's like six that are. They, they might they might rotate out three, so there's three from the previous year, and then three new ones, and that's the standard format for the year. I don't know. The, my point for that is, it happens a lot. <laughs> they rotate out cards a lot, yeah, and so. Because they do that, it's like that's one of the reasons people don't get into magic is because they're like, this is too much of an investment. Yeah. There's too much energy I have to put into this. I have to be on top of it. Like, it's ridiculous. All those things kind of, the game does, handles all that for you a little bit. This is true in real life. Yeah. That is true in the tabletop version. Yeah. In Arena, they want people to play it. Yeah. So they give you new stuff. Every time that happens. Yeah. Like, any as soon as cards are rotated, they're like, well, here's 10 new decks with all the new cards. Yeah. And just to get your feet wet and get going and, like, 
have you playing and potentially yeah. spending money. And that is brilliant. That that is that is so smart because like I have now been playing this on my phone every day. And like I was I played a bunch of it when it was on PC, but uh that was, you know, that's not a thing I want to sit at my computer and play that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I'd rather play other computer games yeah, if I'm at my like, computer. Like, I've played plenty of card games on PC because I really wanted to play them, like Netrunner and stuff. Yeah. But, like, Magic, you know, I get to play Magic a couple times a year with friends, and that's fine. Um, but now that it's on my phone, when I want to take a break from work... Yeah, you're and just, just, and just lay on my even. and yeah. just lay on my couch or something and, yeah. and play a game that takes like ten minutes. You know, yeah, it's, it's just more convenient. It's really convenient, and yeah. I'm not somebody that plays stuff on a phone really. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to like shout that out that it is a great game, like and uh, and totally totally worth checking out if you've never played Magic because Magic is really cool. And you don't have to put any money into it at all, whereas in real life you'd have to invest a little bit, even if you wanted to buy a deck that's twenty bucks or something. Yeah. Where you can play it digitally and have ten decks for zero dollars. <laughs> um and it's fun. Like it's fun to it's fun to just play. I think the interface is really nice, it looks really nice, uh it plays great, it's snappy. Deck building is, has been a little annoying to me in all of these digital card games. Yeah. It's, it's like, kind of tedious and painful a little bit. Nobody has figured out a great way to do that. Really? No. That's me, though. Like, I've talked to Josh about that a lot because Josh played a lot of Hearthstone on his phone, and he never had a problem with it. Yeah. But just for some reason for me, like, deck building is really hard to do digitally unless it's, like, set up a very specific way. Otherwise, I can't keep track of all the information that's yeah. in the deck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's a really specific thing for me, probably. Um, yeah, Magic Arena. Magic is, Arena. Play is probably play on magic. your phone. And just play Magic in general. It doesn't have Commander, which is the best way to play Magic, but it never could. Maybe one day. I, I don't think it could. I mean, they, they, do, they do actually have... Um, this is another reason Arena is nice. They have formats that you can play that let you use the card at the the entire card pool. Yeah. So if you have been playing it or start now and like drop it for a while and come back, like you'll just kind of build up cards. Yeah. And uh and they might have rotated for standard and they're not legal anymore in quotes, but they still have them they on threw there. in they threw in playlists to let you use kind of like yeah, whatever. Cool. So so, yeah, I can imagine nice the play space on the app getting too small for a commander game where you have like so much stuff on the. I mean, it happens in a standard game too. Yeah. Like I've I've seen, <laughs> I've seen a a spread of probably like twenty creatures on one player's side. Like yeah. it, it can happen, and it it handles it. Yeah. So, but then it's like, holy shit! How do I even know what's happening here? Yeah, it's that's true. Commander would be intense. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, the only other game I see on the horizon that's exciting is Metroid Dread, and that's October. Oh my October. god, that's what is that's what I was thinking. No way can Back for Blood go up against Metroid Dread. Yeah, I wish the rest of the world felt that way. I, I know nobody's gonna Back buy for that. Blood. I'll sell more than Metroid nobody. Dread. Nobody's gonna buy Metroid Dread, and I'm gonna be so fucking mad. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, this is, again, this is potentially also Metroid's last chance. I mean, there's going to be a Prime. Prime won't get canceled. But no, there's probably too much money spent on. But, like, this might be 2D Metroid's last chance. Like, it's on the Switch. The Switch is extremely successful. Everybody has one. If they could, they could just like hire Tom Hap to make one though. <laughs> like I don't, Metroid being dead is such a silly thing to think about because like literally, there's you turn on the, you open up the Nintendo store and like ten brand new games are all based on Metroid. Like, but it isn't Samus. I don't know how. There aren't soul sucking parasites flying around. Uh, it's not the same. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not arguing that it is the same. I'm saying that I can't believe there wouldn't be a market for this game. Is I know. Is, yeah, is, I know. Is, is all. I know. It's like I Nintendo's inability to push the franchise, in my opinion, yeah. is the reason that it's not yeah. gangbuster successful. Yeah, they, they really don't ever put any kind of like anything behind it at focus all. It's just or, there. It just exists. It's just like, oh, here's Metroid Dread. It's coming yeah, out. It's yeah. like, really? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully better. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully better. Um, I'm real mad I didn't get that special edition. <laughs> well, good luck with fighting bots in the year 2021. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't really... I got nothing else, really. I haven't played much. Still playing Mario Golf. I still play that multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, fun. I'm not a big fan of Mario Golf. But you haven't played it with anybody yet. I played with my wife. Okay. Did you play speed golf? Yeah. Didn't care for it? Uh, I don't know. I just, I want more, I want more like system mechanics out of the game, kind of. Oh. It's just like the golfing part of the game is so it's golf. like yeah. 10 year old, like I feel like it's yeah. made for people people that are six did you so do you think everybody's golf since you're you played that I didn't play it is it like more does it have more depth yeah it does like I mean yeah simply by making you time your meter button press one time more I would say it gives you oh a which smidge. one do you what do you have to do like in Mario's golf you hit a it starts the meter and then you hit a again at the top of the meter that's all you do no there's more to it well, you, you can press X to get spin or whatever, but it's still two timed presses. Two, one one timed press, really. One button to start at one one timing based. So, yeah, funny enough, when you unlock other clubs... They give you more? It changes a couple things. It's still it's still basic. It's not probably what you want still, but it, it gets a little bit more like where you can like... <laughs> it's kind of silly. Like the one that I have you, you in that meter when you're doing your swing you press it twice to, so you can like you can slice it to the right yeah and then slice it to the left in the so middle you of your swing shot a little more yeah so like so your ball does bullshit in the air yeah so like it does do things like that but you're not wrong i mean it's it is still basic yeah yeah i don't know just like everything about the about that game even when you open it up and it shows you a menu it just looks so it's budget. So simple. It's so yeah. basic, and it's like, man, they just really were phoning this one in. Yeah. So, uh, actually, now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking of things that are new since we last did an episode. Um, they did add a new course. 
Yeah. Uh, for free. So everything coming out for that game is free, which it should be. Yeah, it's good. Um, they added new Donk City for yeah, Mario I saw, Odyssey. I saw that that was the course they were adding. What a basic course. <laughs> it is it, it is like all par threes, Yeah, at least, that I saw. So they're all really short. It's really flat. Yeah. It has no environmental things. Whereas all the like all the other levels at least have environmental stuff happening. Yeah. So it it's a new level, but did they kind of phone it in? Yes. Yes. So like you're did. asking me, did you play the speed golf version of yeah of the game? Yeah. Like, it's funny to me because that's literally the only part of the game that is is a full game, but that offers an experience that I think is in any way engaging. Yeah. It's the best. It's like the only thing worth playing. Yeah. I so think. I don't know. I. I'm disappointed with that game, I'd say. I I love the speed golf thing. Yeah. It's even though even though it's like not really that crazy. I just don't think it's new. I feel like other games have had that. I've maybe, yeah, I've never played that I'm in wrong, anything, I guess. I don't know. I haven't played a golf game since I I mentioned when we were talking about it, probably Tiger Woods 06 or something. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um I lied. Wii Golf was probably the most recent yeah. golf. <laughs> um but yeah, I just think speed golf is fun. Like your abilities are bullshit. They don't they they phone that into everybody either has an ability that blows your ball away or it turns the ball into something that is like completely unmanageable. Yeah, hard that's to hit. that is it. It's the game. <laughs> yeah, that's the game. But like the movement stuff is fun. Yeah. Like that's where it it actually feels a little bit more like a Mario course because yeah. you want a time when you do your your boost to go off running. the ramp and then get more and you can, and you have to jump over things and dodge yeah. things. And, um, you want to get, you want to collect the hearts to get more stamina in the middle of your run and get to your ball as fast as possible. Like, I think that's legitimately a good game. Like that, that's been, that's been appealing. And like when I've played with Dustin, um, it's competitive. Yeah. Like we've played online with people that absolutely fucking destroy us. Yeah. Like it. So, so there is, some something there you know yeah. like some strategy to learn yeah like there there is something that they're doing right yeah which is um which i think is cool so i'm i'm looking forward to see what it continues to be like we're, i'm not playing it all the time i would we, just say mario Golf super rush feels super rushed wow That's yes what I would say. you're right agreed <laughs> i agree with that yeah <laughs> that's all i have to say really though on yeah. that you, you could literally drop the mic after that yeah do you want me here no please don't <laughs> that was it that was me putting it down <laughs> done i'm done i have nothing more to contribute to this episode yeah yeah i'm 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 pretty much out of stuff i'm still playing like kind of the same thing so i don't really have anything new to say valheim is great i think i think valheim's great still we're still doing that we haven't reached the end of the content in that yet cool um, still playing Mass Effect. Mass Effect, obviously, is great. Yeah, obviously. Um, oh, I, I think I thought I had something on Mass Effect. Now that I just mentioned it, but I, I think that's it. I well, think I'm good. I don't have anything except yeah. for uh, I want to plug my wife's blog. She's still kicking it. <laughs> still kicking it. Yep. So check that out for us. What and, is that? Because uh, you never say the name. Popcornerreviews.com. You can find her on all the socials, every single one of them. She is diligent, diligent about responding to people that 
Um, and probably posting on everything. Yeah, unlike so she's us. good at that. <laughs> but you know, that's what it is. Watch wrestling. Yeah, maybe don't do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can also find us on most social media, except the only one we'll respond to is Twitter, probably. Uh, sorry. And uh, you can get at us with punishgame at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. We still got merch. The link is in the episode description. Buy some merch. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, haven't haven't put anything new on there. We should probably come up with some new uh, T-shirt designs. designs. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, uh, but cool. Uh, that's gonna do it for this one. Hopefully, the in-person thing sounds better. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll see. You're, there's gonna be some definite pains, maybe feedback from my apartment making noises. But yeah, and I'm wearing swishy pants, which I maybe shouldn't have, but that's all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be okay. Nobody will care. Nope. If we didn't say anything, nobody would notice. But, uh, all right, cool. All right, man. Peace. Keep playing games. Yep. What's your name? Where did you grow up? What are you wearing right now? What are you wearing underneath? What, you're what are you wearing, wearing right now? Wearing right now? <laughs>